Because you know why? Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Hit that button. Hit that button. Click it or ticket. Adam, you're live. Hey, right. safety. Yes. Let's be consistent multiple weeks in a row. Oh my God. It's almost yeah. like, you know, we, we have a regular show now. Look at this. Consistency feels right. And I really appreciate you starting off the pod with safety first. Click it or ticket, guys. Click it or safety ticket. First. Safety yeah. first. If you see something, um, say something. So true. But yes, consistency is key. I'm about to have a little bit more of that in my life as I have had a very erratic first 40 years of my life. It's about to be very struggling, Robert. And, <laughs> first 40 uh, years. The first 40 years. So uh, it's uh, it's something. It's something. I thought, I thought you were going to say like first four months of the year, but no, you said first no, 40, correct. Four, last yes. 40 years. Of my yeah. Life. And, and I'm not exaggerating whatsoever. So I guess the first 20 years were somewhat structured with the whole school thing and everything. But the last, the, the mid 20s on, it's been pretty erratic and, uh, I just went the complete opposite of that, and here we are, domesticated. Were you, as hell. Were, you a, were you like a big rule follower, like growing up in high school and middle school? Like, were you kind of like straight and narrow, or were you just like no. the rebellious kid? I, I, I was, I was an early partier. So, uh, yeah, I probably started maybe around sophomore year of high school. But I, like I drinking, I, yeah, smoking, yeah, 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 yeah. Drink. Uh, basically, that's that's what I did early on was drinking and smoking pot. I never really got into the to the more stuff which you know unfortunately a few of my friends did so uh, i just kind of stuck with that and uh you know did did a little bit of that in in high school and college but i would say you know i I think there's a lot of people that are you know like full on straight edge in high school and then really erupt in college uh and so it was more kind of steady for me uh and yeah i would say how about for you rob uh Pretty, pretty straight and narrow in high school. I was, you know, playing tennis a lot and traveling a lot and miss, miss a lot of stuff like typical high school wise, right? Like school dances and stuff. So I was pretty focused. I I started tennis late. I started, you know, a lot of these kids that go to play in college and pro started when they were five. I, I first touched the, I first touched a tennis racket when I was 12 and really started playing consistently when I was 13. So had that little small window of like four to five years to try to get really good so I could get a scholarship. So I was pretty, pretty dialed into that life for for that little window. But then, um, you know, college came and it all went to hell. <laughs> yeah, I think you were that guy. I, I brought it up in my yeah, I mean, too. So you, you, you were that guy, you went for it. So uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't think I could have been like, crazy good at tennis, but I could have been a lot better than I was. I, I was, yeah. you know, I mean, it's not like I didn't practice or anything, but I, I goofed off in practice and, you know, a lot of these, you know, Texas, Texas tournaments, you're traveling for the weekend and I would be, you know, concerned about getting home to go out or, or, or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's, 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 it's what it is. And, you know, like I said, I never could have been awesome, but I probably, probably could have been a better tennis player for sure. Yeah. I mean, I never really, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the kids growing up playing these junior tournaments have like aspirations of going pro, whether they're realistic or not. It was never really like, I never played futures. I never really even had an interest in playing beyond college. All my focus was just to play in college and then maybe use tennis as a vehicle to not live, you know, similar to you, not live a traditional nine to five type life where you get a job, you get married, you have kids that I just wanted to do different random stuff. So was able to use tennis to travel and coach different places, coach some college tennis like you did. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but never really had kind of pro aspirations. Just wanted to no, use tennis I as never, kind of a, yeah. yeah I, I never even thought about playing pro tennis. I never, yeah. I, I'm not sure it even ever really crossed my mind, but I, yeah, I'm, I, I'm done with tennis. I'm a pickleball guy. I don't want anything to do with it, but it is a great sport. It's been great to me throughout my life. And I will, I will always have some form of soft spot in my heart for tennis. Uh, yeah. Adam, I like, I like the name of our podcast. It feels right just because, you know, it makes sense and it does feel right. Mm-hmm. I would say the other, the other podcast name that I like a lot, have to shout out Travis Rettenmeyer is the tennis sucks podcast. <laughs> I mean, well, it's, it, a, it's a great name. It's just, it's, it, and it's great coming from him too, who has yeah. a pretty legit background, you know, like quite a bit better than us. So uh, for him to label his podcast, tennis sucks podcast, kudos to Rettenmeyer. And the more I see him and hear him, that man doesn't give a damn. And I respect it. 
Yeah, he's he's one of the few that doesn't give a rip, and it's it's and a lot of fun. Robert, might we possibly have a guest uh, on on the episode today that also does not give a damn? Is that true, Robert? I believe that is true. I mean, <laughs> for for the people in pro pickleball that don't give a rip, she's got to be number one on the list. <laughs> she does not care. She will say what she wants to say, um, and which is unique and which is unique in pro pickleball, right? Because you know, we're not writing our own checks. You know, we rely on different organizations and tours and companies and sponsors to do that for us. And the fact that, you know, she's kind of willing to, willing to put her, you know, name and word out on the line, you know, irrespective of that is, is pretty dope in my opinion. So pumped to have Leia Jansen on the pod a little later uh, coming up, but yeah, until then we'll, uh, until then we'll continue on. Yes, no, that that was great. I think you're exactly right. And I, I mean, I, I I feel like I'm on the fairly high end of kind of marching to my own beat and doing my own thing. But I, I have definitely pulled back a time or two or or maybe not fully said what was on mine because of exactly what you talked about. So uh, having gone through that personally, someone who doesn't care much about things like that, it has to have some uh, amount of respect for me and she definitely has that yeah and it's uh i think she's gonna have um some things to say today <laughs> yeah, i would i would imagine so i would imagine so so uh, a little earlier via text and she's just she's just she's always fired up about something i respect it that's right that's right uh, i i agree completely so uh let, let's chat briefly just about what's coming up in the next week or two what what, what do you got going you had a nice Nice medal in Sacramento this past weekend with a lovely uh, around the post shot on match point to make championship Sunday. Uh, tell me a little bit about this past tournament and what you got going in the next week or two, Robert. Yeah, it was a uh, man. That trip was a little tough, right? Because was at the U.S. Open, and then mm. uh, to have to have a cross country one and done type trip is is difficult. Going to Sacramento also, which you know doesn't have a ton of direct flights to it, so I'm pretty sure everybody from the East Coast had to have a connection. Uh, so it's just a long trip getting there and getting back. And especially with kind of the health stuff I have going on, it makes it even more difficult, but fun, fun, fun tournament. Um, horrendous mixed results, solid men's day with Ryler. Uh, he keeps getting, you know, more solid and more solid, um, starting to slow, slow his game down a little bit, which I think is really key in men's. It, it's a bit more effective, the drive and crash and, and being able to kind of blitz the female and mixed, which is why he, I think he's had some success there um, and a little less success in men's. So he was able to drop a little bit more, working on being a bit more patient, making more dinks, uh, taking force out of the air. So it was a lot of fun. I mean, even throughout that, tournament just kind of saw him get better and better each match so I think um yeah I think he's going to continue getting better and it's gonna yeah had a, had a lot of fun playing with him he gets fiery he's like he's like sneaky yes. like sneaky ragey fiery which is a lot of fun because he'll like you know he'll be pretty quiet a lot of the time but inside you kind of see it's like it's stirring and then um and then it'll just explode and you're like, whoa, I, love it. I, love I it. like that. That's fine. I, I, I got to tell a story real fast. Yeah. This is uh, the first uh, first time I played with Callan Dawson. So Callan, very mild mannered, yeah. goes, goes about his business, you know, whatever. And so we're playing the Triple Crown, actually, in uh, semi-California, semi-Valley, California. And so, I mean, we, we have a couple pretty solid wins early on. You know, Callan doesn't say much, you know, we might you know, I kind of talk a little strategy, just shakes his head, whatever. And so we're playing Tyson and Morgan and we're in game three or something. And the one of the first points in game three, we just have this super long dink rally, 50 or 60 balls, and we ended up winning. And we just walk back to the kitchen line together as a team. And he just kind of under his breath lightly just says, these fuckers can't out dink us. And I just go... <laughs> Whoa, Callan, okay, you're there, you're there. And he just kind of like get, shot a look over to me after he said it. I was, like, yeah. I was like, all right, here we go, baby. Let's go, Callan. So I think you're right. Maybe someone who's a little more boisterous and does something all the time uh, means a little bit less than someone who is low-key fiery and makes that comment uh, without giving much at other times. Anyway, continue. Well, I just no, wanted to I, squeeze I that. that in. I've got, yeah, I've got plenty of Callan ones like that because he's usually like, even in rec, he's so quiet. And then you'll get like a butt tap and like a, a little whisper in your ear that's like, let's go, baby. 
Yeah, right. Yes. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> so shout out to Cal. He's the man. Um, yeah. So yeah, lost in, well, we won, we won the two out of three against Andre and Pesa and then lost the 15 er um, but yeah, on, on the note on the ATP, Adam, you know, there, it was a cool looking clip, but it wasn't necessarily particularly because of my shot. Like if you watch that kind of ATP from like the overhead view or the backhand view from the back of the court, just looks like kind of a, you know, just looks like an ATP, like good shot. But from kind of that low camera angle that they have on that sideline, uh, at ground level, it looked really dope, right? Because you could see how long I waited. You could see kind of the angle of where it's at with the net post and how wide the ball was and kind of the bend of the ball to hook it back in. So, and like, there's been a lot of discussion about viewer, like getting, getting better viewership in these pro pickleball matches online and on TV. And I think the APP did a really, really good job of having that camera there and showing that angle because um, you're able to actually see to, to me really the first time where you could actually see kind of the shape of a ball, um, where it, to me, it wasn't like a spectacular shot. It was a good shot, but like, I think the camera angle did it justice. And I think, you know, if you have those kind of camera angles all over the place, people will be really, really impressed by what all these top level pros can do. Um, in terms of shaping the ball. So I just think that's the right direction in terms of camera angles. And I hope to see more and more of that in these broadcasts because it really does a fine job of, of kind of displaying what, you know, top pros do with, do with the ball. I uh, totally agree, Rob. And, you know, I, I think the shot was spectacular regardless of the oh. camera view, Robert. But I think the uh, timing totally, was spectacular. It's, it's like, yeah, that's true. The, 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 that all, that is also true, but it's kind of like the, you know, you hear the sportscasters right into your living room when the shot's coming right at you. So you kind of see that different angle and you don't see that part side spin, part top spin that you had on the ball from an overhead view. So, or, or a different camera view. So the shape of the shot is what was spectacular about it because you almost didn't have the shot and you used the spin to create the shot and you don't see that on a different camera view. So I think you're absolutely right just kind of showed uh, uh, the specialness uh, of some of those ATPs and different angles. You do not see that. Yeah. I just think that ground level view is really cool. Um, and I just wonder, I, I just hope some of these broadcast teams really play with that and try to figure out other cool views um, to show, to show kind of the bend of the ball and kind of how, how players manipulate it. So to be determined, but I think that's a, it's a great, it's a great step in terms of broadcast quality and getting cool angles. And I hope, hope that continues. Yeah. So, well, I was just going to say, Rob, that it's just a fact in person, tennis and pickleball is more impressive than, than on TV. Sometimes in tennis, it looks like they have all day. Sometimes these exchanges look somewhat slow on TV. That is obviously not the case. So any form of camera angle that can help or any form of production value that can help translate the quality of these shots and that play from a live perspective to the viewer. I am all for that because in person, it is some spectacular stuff. And sometimes uh, uh, putting that on screen takes a little bit of that away. Yeah. And honestly, even if it, you know, I don't know what it might look like or what angles they might use, but I would say even if it kind of impedes view and, and like, if it, if it's, in our visual or eyesight and kind of annoying, like worth it, right? Like to, to increase broadcast quality is a really, really big deal right now. And, and getting it to translate to to TV and getting more eyeballs and viewership on pro pickleball is important. So I would just say anything we can do to, to increase quality is important right now. Love it. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so that was, uh, that was what Sacramento, I am doing something fun next week, Adam. I'm going oh. to I'm going to Nashville, and I feel like oh. if if you didn't have an impending baby on the way, that you would be there too because um, we're doing a celebrity kind of exhibition pro am with a bunch of bunch of country music stars, um, and Philip Phillips. You know, he's not a country music star; he's a star, but not a country music star. I'm gonna hey, 
Let's induce. Let's induce. I got I somewhere said, to be. <laughs> we're doing a we're doing a welcome dinner at Kid Rock's house. Like all kinds of fun stuff is happening. Right. So well, I know. Like, didn't someone make a paddle for Kid Rock? Like one of the companies, and he like actually plays a little pickle. I think is that correct? He's got a he's got a pickleball court at his house. There um, you go. Plays a little pickle. Plays a little pickle. I don't know who made the paddle, but um, yeah. So doing like a celebrity pro am exhibition next Tuesday, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, doing some playing, like play with the pro type stuff with the Nashville pickleball community, which would be a lot of fun. And then straight from there, going up to Cincinnati for the APP, where I'll be playing with uh, the guy that's beat me the last couple of tournaments, Andre Diescu and uh, Oh, nice, excellent, and Susanna. So, and so you're going to be a right side specialist for that one. Oh, um, I'm my dude. My forehand dinks money right now. My backhand yeah. dinks money. My yeah. for, my forehand flicks money. I'm I'm a right side machine adam love so that. yeah i'm ready love that okay good stuff no that's that's a nice little run and a nice little couple weeks and i know they have uh pretty solid uh just just pickleball community in tennessee in general so I, i've done some teaching down in florida with with a couple other pros and we seem to always have a couple sprinkled in tennessee uh, uh people down down for uh, uh down in florida for for some sunny times and some good pickleball so uh love to see adam. that and i'm sure that'll be fun Adam. Yes. Yes. Are we are we allowed to make the announcement yet? What's the announcement? Oh, of, yes. So for for you. So I have officially signed with Selkirk. Boom! Right there. I obviously I got my, I'm rocking my hard eights here. I haven't I haven't got onto the Selkirk.com and got all my gear yet. But uh, yeah, I know that they have been signing. You know quite a few high-end content creators like exactly yourself. robert so they, they have obviously have plenty of players inside the lines but they have some some internet personalities some high-end content <laughs> creators and pickleball influencers so it just made it just made perfect sense that uh, yeah. we would come together with a partnership so uh very excited for that uh really really cool to see selkirk be one of those original companies and kind of you know stay with the times so they got the they got the, uh, you know, the, the old school, uh, just, just kind of being around for a while and they, they have definitely kept up with the technology and I'm excited to get a, get a paddle in my hand and, uh, and, you know, see, see, see what I can do. And I just might play one tournament with Deckel Bar, uh, at the end of this year or the beginning of next year and, oh, uh, having a, having a nice little, whatever it might be, Selkirk power air possibly in my hand, you know, maybe Maybe we can not go one and two. Well, we'll see. Adam, I think you with the power air, like it doesn't matter what you're playing with. You're going to be able to put the ball in the kitchen. So I wouldn't worry about that ever uh -huh. for you. Okay. Okay. Um, what like we're similar in terms of when we played with softer paddles, our counters are very big swings, right? Yes. Yes. So with the power air, I've been able to shorten my counter a little bit. It's still too big probably, but I've yes. been able to make it a, a bit smaller and the counters are often just one counter and done. So, 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 you, so I'm going to get lit up less at the kitchen line, Robert. Is that yes, correct? That's correct. <laughs> you're going to get lit up less. You'll still get lit up, but you're going to get yes. Lit up okay. Less. You're still, okay. Well, we yeah. yeah we, we there's never going to be no getting lit, lit lit up when I'm on the court. So it's it's all good. But no, that's very exciting. And uh, you know, I I I've been I've been dealing with Kate, who who I uh, Kate from Selkirk, who does a lot of the player stuff, and I remember her from a yeah. long time ago in Canada had a beer with her and uh oh my gosh the the third uh third drop sports uh, mark renison mark renison yeah. so uh it, it's kind of cool to see full old circle. people kind of yeah full circle situation uh older people with the, with a different company and now i was like oh i know you we had a nice lovely ipa together so hey, uh, adam yes so talk about og pickleball you mark renison mm -hmm. uh kate um, and full circle is, I don't know this person because it was before my time, but certainly wasn't before your time. Okay. And I think this is a Pacific Northwest type guy. Um, uh -huh. and I was, I was at Sacramento standing at the fence watching just a random men's doubles match. And Simone was beside me. She goes, she goes, didn't that guy used to play like with Ashworth and Kyle Yates? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't recognize him. And she's like, I could swear like that guy's that guy's right handed He's playing right-handed, but I'm pretty sure that's Curtis Campbell. But he used to, play, <laughs> but he used to play left-handed. She's like, "Why? He's playing right-handed." Was so was Curtis Campbell a lefty? No, he's he's a switcheroo. He's a switcheroo. He's like a West yeah, Gabriel. Yeah, he's a switcheroo. So he would do 
he would do a lot of left-handed and right-handed dinks, uh, oh. one-handed, and then he had a he had a really good backhand power punch from the chest. So um, I know he stopped playing for a while, and I think he moved from California to Utah. But he was he was in the mix when I first started, and yeah. he was probably right on the cusp of being a top ten player when I first started. So uh, he, he's got he's got some game, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, there you go. Back, so he was, back, he was back, out there. A few, yeah. few years off. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, because I didn't know him, but I, 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 people have said his name and I'm like, yeah, don't know him, but I've heard a lot of stories. Yeah, he looks he looks kind of like the uh, the caveman guy from the Geico commercial. That's he used to have a <laughs> yeah. he used to have a beard just like that guy, and we were and it was pretty funny. That was a uh, of course that was a Mills Miller special. There, he's like, go get a Geico or something. I I, I don't know what he said, <laughs> but he, he, either either way, uh, Mills being Mills and. Good to see Curtis out there. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about, but what I want to do now, Adam, is go ahead and shoot this uh, invite link over to Leia, so she'll join. Let's it. go, Leia. And uh, we can keep we can keep rolling, and when she joins, she can just pick up right with us. How about that? I like that. I like that. Invite sent. Leia will join us shortly here. Um, so yeah, you have baby on the way. When soon? Oh God, it's uh, May twelfth is the technical date, but yeah, yep. I mean she's been you know, what they consider full term for a week or two now. So it, it really could be any day. And I think uh, the, the word is that for the first baby, it's much more likely to go to the date or possibly a little after and subsequent children, it could possibly come earlier. I, I don't, I think that's what I heard at my nine hour birthing class, Robert. Um, nine hours. And that's, was that one day? One day, one day, Ooh. Robert. One day, Robert. <laughs> It's a nine hour birthing class. So, uh, no, but it's, yeah, she, she's ready to pop. She's looking forward to a, you know, medium rare steak and some sushi. Uh, she hasn't uh, been able to have that. She has, uh, you know, definitely possibly been slightly more irritable. I, I, I kind of softened that as much as I could. Uh, but well, you can't blame uh, her, right? She's carrying you can't a blame her. She's carrying you can't human. blame her at all. So I've, I, I've, you know, we probably had a back and forth a couple times. I need to just let that go. She's in her, uh, yeah, she's providing she, for another human. So I, I, I think that's pretty high on the list of, uh, of things that I, sh I, I should not worry about anything else. Yeah. Is she, <laughs> is she excited for this to, for this thing to come out or is she kind of oh, like nervous time. about, so she's pumped. Okay. Oh, you know, she, she wants, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I think it's as much, if not more pumped to just have it out as, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, it's not the process, I mean, she, right? She, she's the, an, she's an athletic active person and she is, yeah. you know, uh, so, so much, she can't really do much. So it's, it's definitely getting to her a little bit and I can't blame her from that at all. But yeah, it's, I mean, I, I've kind of, been trying to, you know, manage thinking about it too much and trying to enjoy some of these last weeks. And it, it's, it, it's getting there though. And I'm, I'm definitely getting more and more excited and, uh, you know, oh, it's 900, gonna so, dude, yeah, it's gonna be so fun. 900 people, you know, saying it's, it's a great decision. You're going to love it. And da, 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 da. It, I mean, it's gotta be right. Right, Robert. Right. I, it, it, Adam, it obviously felt right to you to, to have this child. So it here did. we are. It did. Here we are. So, so uh, either way, exciting times and life, life going to change soon, but I think it's going to change you, for, change for you, better. How are you feeling? Are you like nervous? Like, to, like you, you, like Adam, like you said, first 40 years of your life have been like pretty yeah. wild in terms of just like free for all, doing what you want. And now you're responsible for the health and well-being of this little <laughs> tiny alien creature that's yes, coming out yes. of your pregnant wife's tummy. Yes. No, it, it's it's wild. I, I've, I've done a pretty good job of just kind of like blocking throughout my life, blocking out future events that could possibly give you anxiety and just finding a way to compartmentalize that and just put it off to the side. But uh so that's kind of what I've been doing so far. I mean, obviously, yeah. no, it's coming. I've been chatting with people about it, this and that, birthing class, doing a little research here and there, but it's it's coming, and there's yeah. there's nothing I can I, I can do at, at this point. So uh, it's it's game time, Robert, and no no more blocking it out or enjoying my 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 selfish me time. There's no more of that moving forward, and and I am okay with that. I have come to terms with that. 
I mean, you had a good, hard. you had a good 40 year run, bro. I had a, I had a great run of yeah. incredible doing what I want to do selfishness and it's time to, to give to yeah. something else. Uh, well, and, love it. and like I said, I, I think it's, think it's, it's a good time for that to happen. Well, I'm excited to be uncle Rob <laughs> and see that little thing. And that's going to be fun. How, okay. I'm going to add later to the stream, but last question here, Adam, on this topic is, and we haven't even talked about this uh, offline is, uh, obviously MLPs, what, June 21st, something like that. How is, how is prof feeling on, let's say the baby comes mid May as expected. How's prof thinking or feeling on being able to participate in that final MLP of the season? Yeah. So it, it, it's tough because it is kind of, it's kind of like right there on the cusp of time, whether she's going to be like, physically okay to play and it really could come down to a few days if the if the baby goes too far past may 12th that's that's going to be an issue uh, if it comes out right on time i think from kind of what i've heard about kind of how her body looks during pregnancy that she's probably going to be good to go to play um but i think the recovery process is different from everyone and yeah. You know, sometimes it's a relatively smooth birth and sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit longer or some more things that go wrong. So we'll, we'll just have to see. But uh, she, she's a champ. And if she can play through it or, or you know, possibly come back a little bit sooner, I, I think she's she's one yeah. that, that, that can do that. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's just hope for a healthy mama and baby. And go yeah, from there. I, I like that. So, uh, hey, Leah, how you doing? Hey, congrats, Adam. I didn't realize oh. it's coming up so quickly. It like, Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, next month. Right. Or is it this? Yeah. Month? Like it's May 12th. It's really happening. And I'm going to, and, and so I think it might I'm happen gonna, like a day. Oh yeah. It could happen today. I mean, we might have to end this podcast <laughs> in 10 minutes. Today. I'm driving to, I'm driving to wake med carry to have a baby. So I'm going to be like Johnny so Goldberg. Isn't, isn't she in finals right now? Like, or is she on leave already? No, she's pretty, she, she's done going to campus. She has some grading to do, but I mean, she's like the timing was perfect. She's not even taking maternity leave. She's just working all the way up to the end and then it will be summer. So, uh, beautiful. Yeah, she's, she's doing it, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. She can go play pickleball. I'll just hang out with everyone and be the Johnny Goldberg, have the baby, you know, it's, it's good stuff. I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. You look Leia, like, it looks like you're, it looks like you're wearing a seatbelt, Leah. <laughs> No, it's where I, I just got back from uh, breakfast. I oh, now have this Fanny. Lulu, Lulu oh, Fanny yeah. that keeps all my insulin right there. So I don't have Dope. to like going through my bag. So yeah, it's like kind of like a fashion staple for me now. Love it. I know, obviously, I think it's pretty well known that you have diabetes, but I don't think we've ever talked about, I'm sure you've shared it other places, but I haven't really talked about how, like what that's like, you know, playing you know being a touring pro and and dealing with that what's what's that been like it's really tough with the travel like you know i i get really exhausted and i, I would say the biggest thing is just by the time championship sunday comes around you can like put me in a casket i'm done you know and uh like always after a tournament no matter what if i just play doubles if i just do whatever I, I'm in bed for like two to three days afterwards. I always tell like my friends, it's like I went to a festival and I went nuts and I'm <laughs> in bed recuperating for two to three days afterwards. And all I did was yeah. play pickleball, but you're it's like all an good. NF, you're I mean, like an NFL player. They, they play their <laughs> game Sunday and they just literally don't get out of bed till Wednesday. It's no different. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, but you know, it's a short period in my time, but it's, it's just the travel. The travel is just insane this year. I feel like maybe it's the years yeah. adding up, but it didn't used to affect me as much. Yeah. So just a lot of fatigue around that, but what about like the actual, like how often are you taking insulin that kind of thing? Oh, it's every day all the time okay. on singles day. I'll be taking a ton because adrenaline keeps me high on singles days. So yeah, it's just kind of, 
honestly, it's so robotic to me. I just don't even really think about it. The only thing I think about is just the, like, after a crazy blood sugar weekend, that's when I notice it. I'm like, oh, I, I... it's time to, for me to sleep for a few days. Got it. So like the day-to-day management's just kind of on autopilot, but you you feel the effects just based on fatigue after after travel. Day-to-day, I'm, I, day-to-day I'm perfect. Like if I were just yeah. a normal diabetic, like living a normal life, I would be the, the best. But I've yeah. gotten this good because of my, I've been trying to control it on court. On court is just, you know, some days you're really nervous and your insulin's not responding. Yeah, gotcha. Are you heading to Charlotte this weekend or are you already in Charlotte? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Charlotte. I got in last night and so just kind of chilling and going to go play some singles with Wyatt Stone actually in a few hours. And nice. yeah, just kind of, I love Wednesdays. You just kind of feel like you're doing something, but you're not. Yeah. Just get a little hit in, feel the courts. Um, yeah. So who are you playing? You, you, do you have Rettenmeyer for mixed? Rettenmeyer and Elise. Do you have them all year? So Redmeyer, him and I did commit all year. And Elise, we committed for the first six months. And I know some people might be upset, but we've decided that, you know, I I I really have been in year-long partnerships pretty much since I started. And I I'm not good at them. I'm not good at them. I think I get a little bored. I like a little bit of a mix up and there's so many good players now where, um, I think we're going to mix it up and I think it would be good for both of us. Like I would, I don't think our results have been improving. We've been, we've been good, yeah. but we haven't like, we haven't improved. Um, but it's hard to improve when you come out just with a little frozen Adam. Yeah. She looks yeah. frozen. I wonder what she's looking at. <laughs> I wonder what she's looking at. <laughs> um, yeah, no, okay. So that's so, so I, I'm guessing that 32. no talk of breaking or, or, or not playing with Rhett and Meyer, but there's, there looks like there's a chance that there could be a little mix up with, with Elise. Uh, yeah. For that partnership. Excited to hear who, uh, who it's going to shift to. And I don't disagree with her in terms of, um, you know, keeping partnerships fresh. I mean, it's not necessarily that she might be going from Elise to quote unquote, a better player or a worse player. It's just more about how each other, how you compliment each other and styles and uh, personalities. And that's, that's usually a bigger factor than just pure, you know, ability and talent. Right. No, definitely. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I think that's absolutely true. Uh, uh, yeah, no, 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 it's, it is, it's, it's almost like, it's like switching sides when things aren't going well. It might not, it might not be your best option, but you're just, yeah. you're just mixing it up. You're just mixing it up. So, uh, yeah, yeah which is, that means you're exactly right. It's one thing I talked to Ryler about after our last, uh, after our match in sack against Andre and Pesa, um, you know, Ryler just couldn't stay in the dink rally past like three or four dinks. And he, he was saying that he was like, I just, I feel like I'm stuck over here. What do I need to do? And we, we definitely should have, even though he's a lefty, I definitely should have popped over to the right side and, and just, you know, hit dinks with pace across court because uh, just to change the pattern. And I feel comfortable with that. But um, yeah, so lay us back. We were, lay, we were just saying that, um, you know, with a partner switch like that, it's not always about, it's not always about having a quote unquote better partner or, you know, not as good of a partner skill ability wise. It's about mixing it up with um, skill sets and personalities and how you complement each other. Yeah. And I love playing with Elise and I don't ever want to get to the point where I don't love playing with her. And I kind of feel how that's how one year partnerships run. I mean, I think Adam can speak on this. He had a hard breakup with Devil Bar and when you play with your friend and you like, I, I have relationships off court. I don't want to feel my feels with the, with my doubles partner because I've been like that. And I've had some partnerships that have ended that have really destroyed me. Um, so I, that's why I committed for six months. If we were going to run the table, I was going to stick with it. But um, so I'm going to play with Jesse. I have one with Anna. I have two with Andrea and um, I'm actually going to play a decent bit with Lacey Schneeman, which I'm pretty excited about. Schneeman. Okay. So you, you did go with a mixed bag and I'll tell you what, for a mixed bag, that's not a bad one. Uh, I believe that was yeah. four players you mentioned and some pretty, pretty quality talent in there. So uh, yeah, that, 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 that's awesome. And yeah, I mean, I was, 
to, to speak to your point, like, I mean, I guess I was with Deckel for, I don't know, three or Forever. four years or, so, or, or something like that. And it, and it's, it like was basically about as good as it could have been, but it, when you creep into that amount of time, there's always going to be some form of staleness or something small yeah. that isn't fully cohesive, uh, whether that's uh, mentally or on the court with, uh, with strategy wise. So uh, to- totally true. Love Deckel. We we had an awesome run together, but it, it's it's just something regardless of how good of friends you are off off court or how on the same page you are on court. There, there's always something uh, that can happen uh, to to make that partnership stale, and you know makes makes a lot of sense. I think she's frozen again. Oh, she looks like she is frozen. I got a question <laughs> for her when she gets back, though. Fair enough. Uh, but what I was going to say, Adam, and I'll bring this up to her when she comes back, is that I've had a lot of fun watching Leia this year with Elise play kind of that left side alpha role, mm-hmm. where Elise is playing the right and kind of locking down the right and. I just wonder what that's going to look like with, you know, Jesse, Anna, Andrea, Lacey. I think Lacey is really the, um, I mean, Jesse plays right, plays right really well as well, but um, I'll be curious to see if, if Leia is playing left or right in a lot of these partnerships, because it's been fun to watch her um, kind of play that alpha role on the left with Elise. And I think it's, it's been fun to watch because she plays that role really well. And I think it probably is where she should be. So I don't know. Yeah. What, are you, what, what are your thoughts on that? No, no I, I think all the three first uh, partners mentioned are yeah. all fairly interchangeable. But I, I, I don't think Lacey really wants to be over there on the right. I know she's played there plenty and mixed and whatever. But she, from what I've seen of her, especially in women's, she seems more comfortable on the left side. So, uh, yeah, that, that will be an interesting one. And I think she mentioned that she, of those four partnerships, she has the most with Lacey Schneeman. So that will be, that will be something to monitor. And I know that, uh, I mean, this is a little while ago, but I know Leia likes her, her backhand dink a little bit more than her forehand, but that that forehand is so, you know, dangerous on the speed ups. I think Leia over on the right, if she can find some confidence and consistency on that forehand dink and she can pair that with, with some of the creating of offense on that side, I, I think I think it could be really good, even though I do agree with you kind of seeing her on the left with that free reign kind of going for it, using her length and yeah. her forehand in the middle has been has been nice for, for for her these last few months. Yeah, it's yeah, she's moved really freely. She's um, her her footwork's been great. She's covering a lot of court really well. I mean, Elise isn't isn't very large in stature. So Leia's Leia's reach has been really beneficial to that partnership. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just, it, it, it is such a different role going from that to uh, kind of a lockdown right side player, but you know, she does that and she does that and mix with Travis. So, I, you know, I have no doubt that she's going to be able to be fine over there. So yeah, it'll be fun yeah, to watch yeah. new partnerships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, there's uh that, that, that's a fine, combination to be a right side you know like like what you were talking about too so you know you can have a more rockish player say kind of like myself or you can have a slightly more threatening player on the right that speeds up more frequently and I I don't think either one is necessarily right or wrong so uh, you can have a super consistent all only focusing on setting up that left side player. And then you can have a right side player that starts the fire a little bit more with, with some good solid speed ups. And then maybe that left side player cleans up. So there, there's, yeah. there's not a, you know, there's not a blueprint, a perfect blueprint uh, 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 for that right side player, but, but certainly forehand dink consistency really needs to be there. And then after that, you can, you, you can put your own spin on it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And yeah, I, I think I'm sure there's, I'm sure she's not the only one that has, you know, that's, that's mixing up partnerships in the second half of the year. Obviously, you know, Jesse, Anna, Andrea, Lacey are also playing with other people. So it'll, and I, I like that, man. I, you know, we talk about all the time, how, how some mashups can get stale and we're already seeing that a little bit with Leia and Elise, right? Like, so I think seeing new partnerships is always fun um, I honestly think it would be pretty cool to have it be, to have it be like required to where, you know, throughout the season, you, you must play, 
you must play with X number of different people. Like that's uh, a requirement. I, I like, or you can cap it. So every PPA you play, you get, you can have six PPAs with a person and yeah. that's it. And then that's it. Yeah. You have to switch. Uh, so I, I know, I think that that's cool. And it's, it's, she mentioned it right before uh, she froze out that there's more talent in the women's field and we got all the app players as well which is great which is really exciting so all those whatever vivian georgia's anna's whoever was playing app so not only do you get an influx of new talent you get the the tours combining so it does give the ladies options and they didn't really have that a year 18 months ago where the guys did you saw it more with the yeah. guys and now we're going to see it with the girls as well and i think it's i think both are great uh, the variety of both is great that's a great point i'm just thinking back to like even last year right of how limited the ppa women's field was in terms mm-hmm. of who you could partner with it was so it was so restrictive and and limited so you're you're absolutely right having having a wide array of options and not just a wide array of options options but like i mean we're talking top 10 talent like, yes, you know, yes. the Georges that came over, Vivian's, et cetera. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. The depth, I mean, we've talked about a lot. The depth in the women's game has been lacking, but, you know, and we talked about that with MLP having having 48 players. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't think the second half of this year's, I don't think quality um, in that challenger on the on the women's side and challenger is going to be going to be that that rough. I think it's going to be pretty right. solid, to be honest. Yeah, no, de- definitely true. And it's like, like you said, you don't have to mix things up and dip down a tier. You can mix things up in your own tier with your own similar talented players, as opposed to having, if you did want to make a switch a year, 18 months ago, you probably had to go to someone, you know, a full rung below you. Uh, that might be on the rise. Of, right. In terms yeah. of talent, whether that's an old an old crusty vet or uh, that's solid or, or a new up and coming player that's less proven. Either way you had, there had to be some form of, you know, like you're not exactly going to know what you're going to get. And now that's not really the case. So, I mean, look, look, look at those players that, that Leia said that, that are her options or her, who she's playing with. We're talking about Andrea Coop, Anna Bright, and there was one other one that was very good player either way. So yeah, Jesse uh, Urban, Lacey. There you go. Yeah. I I think, you know, three of the four gold medal winners on the PPA tour. So right. Right. um, I mean, come on. Pretty, pretty solid selection. Yeah, for sure. So that's great to see, uh, you know, that they can, you know, switch it up and still be relevant as opposed to switch it up and probably not even sniff the medal rounds uh, as it was previously. So that's great. Yeah. And Leia said her phone was, she said her internet's fine. Her phone just keeps overheating, but she's switching it out. So she'll be on in two. So she'll, <laughs> she'll be, she'll be back with us shortly, but Adam, and we'll talk to, we'll talk to Leia about it as well. The, the PPA in Charlotte this weekend. Uh, but kind of the big news around, around this event and, you know, a lot of the talk and buzz around this event is because they got a hometown boy in Charlotte, Jack Sock who is participating in not just doubles, but he's playing men's singles, mixed pro doubles with Annalie Waters, and he's playing men's pro doubles with Tyson McGuffin. No slouches for partners. So uh, that's one way to come into pro pickleball, right? Not the same way most of us came in where we're just trying to, you know, play some singles to show, to to prove yourself a little bit, to snag some decent partners. I mean, he's coming in guns a blazing. Uh And of course he played at the bubbly championship in Vegas, the team event, which was a little bit of a glorified exhibition in a sense, but he was able to show off some of his skills and ability. And Jack's been playing for, he's been playing for more than a couple of years now. So he's not a newcomer, but he hasn't played a lot of high level pro pickleball kind of level um, events or matches. So this is, this is new territory for him in terms of competing at the highest level in a real tournament setting. So exciting stuff. Yeah. And, and, and you mentioned it, there's a lot of different, you you can play pickleball for a year and there's a lot of different ways to play pickleball for a year. Is it playing twice a month, you know, for 30 minutes on Tuesday night uh, and Thursday night, or is it, you know, psychopath James Ignatowicz, you know, playing, you know, tw- literally t- 10 hours a day. So yeah. court time and uh, who you're playing with, the quality of your play, all of these things factor into kind of, you know, 
uh, where you stack up in terms of how long you play because we, we all get enticed with upside and uh, you know players that have only been playing for four weeks or six weeks and showing some relevance. So it's different for everyone. I know he's played quite a bit of pickleball, but uh, who knows really how quality that is if he's yeah. just goofing off with Donald Young and a couple of the other tennis guys uh, or, or is he playing some real points and, and some real matches. So uh, yeah. e- either way, it's great. I talked to Dave Fleming. They're going to put him on the live stream a lot. Right. Uh, which they absolutely should. Uh, I mean, as this is, you know, kind of a re- really the only guy we we were we were in a group group chat with Matt Wright, which we often do. Yeah. And and I think my line was he asked some questions, and my line was he's the only guy right now that I could see turning into a monster. Yeah. So uh, plenty. Don't get me wrong. Plenty of talented guys. Plenty of guys who could make the leap uh, into that top five, top couple yeah. conversation. But in terms of the pedigree, uh, the the physical tools, and the you know just the racket paddle sport background, I, I just think he checks more boxes than anyone, and yeah. he certainly you know might get might go two and two and look okay this weekend. But if anyone can break through uh, from what I've seen and the quality words of people that I trust, kind of in the pickleball community that I've talked about his skill set, I'm I'm very excited. Yeah, I mean, just just seeing him play and playing with him in Dallas. Um, yeah, impressed me with the soft stuff. I thought, you know, that's usually the last to come and the most challenging, the midcourt stuff. And still making some bad decisions in the midcourt, right? Like just sure. wailing forehands from your shoelaces <laughs> because you can. Uh, and get away with it, you know, if you're not playing high-level, you know, games. But uh, so I think I, you know, looking at this weekend where he's playing with playing with Anna Lee and playing with Tyson, um, it'll be interesting. If I'm if I'm playing them, I'm just trying to grind Jack down and just make him make him play a lot of dinks, right? Because in a tournament setting where you know he's used to high level matches, don't get me wrong, you know he's played at the highest level of tennis, which you know trumps like significantly. <laughs> these pickleball matches. But sure. um, at the same time, he's got, I would guarantee he's going to feel butterflies. He's going to, he's going to be nervous. There's fair amount of expectations, right. Coming into it. Uh, and it's, I'll tell you when you're, when you're a little tight, it's hard. To, it's hard to not pop up some dinks. No, it's true. And we just saw uh, Leia Jansen back with us, taking a little swig of that Starbucks, zero motivation to, I can do anything in five minutes. That first cup of coffee. Well, it's true. This is actually my second cup. I'm pretty pretty addicted, but I'm all good now. I set up my new iPhone. So thank you for this to happen because I've been using this broken iPhone. (laughs) Nice. And now that it it like just overheated. So now I set up my brand new one that I paid $1,500 for. Yeah, you just have a, you have a. We're here to help. Backup iPhone in the wings just waiting. That's, that's. I bought it a month ago trying to change over. And I think Adam can speak to this. Like there's something about your old phone and not Mm -hmm. wanting to use new technology that keeps. Oh God, yes. (laughs) Oh God. Oh, I can. How how much time do we have? I can speak to that for a (laughs) while. So, uh, no, absolutely true. I thought that was funny though. And I even remember on Twitter, Robert, you said, I get the same feeling from cup number five. Yeah, I believe that's what you said. Yeah. No, he's a psycho. Like I'm he, a psycho. And he, he's yeah. not joking. He's a James Ignatowicz. Yeah, I'm not joking. I drink significant amounts of caffeine. Um, I love it. As, talking about <laughs> soccer. Celsius. Yeah, we're, we were just talking about soccer, and I, we were just commenting how, of course, there's you know tons of uh, – not tons, but lots of players with Im- impressive skill sets. But uh, I was saying that he's the one that stood out to me that could really become a monster if he commits to it. Um, I know I'm not sure if you've had any experience with him outside of that bubbly championships, but I know you you got to play with a little bit of him there. What did you think about his skill set uh, at the bubbly championships in Las Vegas? Well, growing up, my dad used to just hate on Jack Sox forehand because of all his wrist. And okay. it's perfect for pickleball. Like, I think how wristy he is is going to be such a great correlation. And like his court coverage is ridiculous i mean he's by like leaps and bounds just like you know obviously he's competed at way like a way higher level than all of us in anything but back then and even a few months ago i would hear from people in texas playing with him in dallas like make ball bounce you're good it's harder to make the ball bounce against him but i do think we're skilled enough to make the ball bounce 
and kind of make him force something. And, you know, when you're getting targeted and you're playing with Anna Lee, it, there is a, an amount of pressure, you know, and I can speak to it. Like, I, I feel like I'm really battle tested in pickleball, but there is some pressure just when Anna Lee's taking so much court and you're not, you're seeing every ball, you're just kind of like, well, this is it. First of all, it's, it's, it's weird playing with her because it's not traditional and she's not a tennis player. So for Jack, the court awareness that he has, Anna Lee does not have. She's like a chaos kind of run right. into you soccer player. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if the, if the driving crash doesn't work for them. I, I think there might be a lot of unforced errors from that side. Yeah, and th this is obviously incredibly different, but we had Tim Parks, the Hard Eights owner, uh, playing with Riley Newman because Matt oh, Wright yeah, could Oh, yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah, right. He didn't and, look and, like he was having fun. I don't know what yeah, to say and, for that. He, no, he's, <laughs> he's a very competitive guy. But anyway, we were practicing the day before, and he was like, all right, guys, just come at me. Just come at me. That's what they're going to do. He's worried about sliding over and punching that backhand kind of like Colin does. But then we talked to him after the tournament and he was like, nobody even hit the ball hard to me at all. They just hit dinks to me. So that that's that's the situation. <laughs> it's not it's not like people are going to be firing away at Jack Sock, make the ball bounce, dink to him, play soft. If he can figure it out and make some good decisions, you know, great. Maybe you go away from that. But first tournament, there's a good chance he's not going to be making great decisions. So, uh, yeah. yeah. First tournament, too, is just it, – it's going to be weird. And then for men's especially, I think it's going to be interesting because I know him and Tyson are going to have this driving crash mentality. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I don't know where a whole lot of offense is coming. And as sure. good as Jack's hands are, say he plays with, like, a Dylan, you know, against a Dylan. Yeah. Dylan right. can hit so many spots. I don't care how fast your hands are. Like right. you don't know how to guard your spots yet, which is, you yeah. know, every new tennis player coming into pickleball. So I think there's just a lot of little nuances, but obviously, yes. Like if he wants, if he dives full in, I have no doubt he'll surpass the Johnses, like with whoever yeah. he plays with. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, and it sounds like he is coming in full time next year. Well, full time is in next year. Yeah, as in from whatever, 15 to 18 tournaments. So. I'm just excited to see singles because that's where I feel like, you know, the physical force comes in. You know, you yeah. did with J Judith Costello. She's been playing eight months and she's already, like, you saw it with Paris and Anna. Anna was more impressive because she did it in doubles, but Paris yeah. and Judith kind of came in, like, within eight months and they're top of the singles game. And it's like, well, yeah, it's especially, you know, when they got, you know, the paddles how they are nowadays, you guys are – playing some mini tennis that's, yep. and that's kind of how I feel like it will be with Jack. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because he hasn't like he, when he plays pickle, he's playing doubles mostly. He's, he's not one of those guys that came in and just like played singles because it translates easiest. Like he's been playing for a while and he's playing mostly doubles. And I don't think he's trained singles very much. So it'll be, yeah, it'll be a interesting viewpoint on pretty raw singles ability. Whereas like, you know, Jack's obviously, uh, a completely different level than like a Noah Rubin, but we saw, yeah. we saw Noah Rubin struggle. Right. And he's, he played multiple tournaments and practiced and didn't, didn't get very far. So, um, it'll just be really, yeah, you're right. It'll be really curious to see how Jack does just raw singles talent. Yeah. And I, I think like, if you take a Maria Sharapova, do I think she's going to be good at pickleball? No. Like she was a baseliner taking time away from people. Yeah. If I take a Justine Ennin or a Ash Barty, yeah, they're going to whoop me in within 10 minutes. So yeah. it's all about your skill set as a tennis player. And it's, what it's about Jack's that, skill set. That Jan's, that Jan's chick. I don't know. She, I watched her play one match. She's drop shotting and lobbing, oh, carv, yeah, carving, no, that girl. carving it up, playing all court game. I mean, that, that, that lady would be amazing at pickle. She would be ridiculous, yes. like ridiculous. So there's there's players like that, but I, I'm just I'm really excited to see, and I'm most interested in uh, I'm most interested in singles, and I'm most interested just to kind of see the dynamics of what he looks like in mixed doubles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, to, just to kind of play devil's advocate, so I I would say the most interesting for me is men's because I okay. think in mix because in mix they can like you said uh, they can kind of go crazy, overwhelm oh, people just totally speed up everything in a little bit more structured setting in men's uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see, see exactly what it looked like, looks like if it's 
crazy hectic uh, smash and grab or, or if it's a little more structured and point construction. So It's interesting, too, because I don't know who they have second round, but they're lined up with Lung and Ignatowicz. I think they maybe have Deacon Rettmeyer. Okay. Which will okay. also be interesting. No, um, sure. But, you know, sure. Deacon's, you know, Deacon's hands, I mean, he's getting 50. They're not, like, the same ice-cold hands. They're still good, though. No, no. They're, so they're, he they're, might they're... be a little susceptible to the driving crash, but it will be interesting because I think James kind of plays the way of someone like Jack would want. Just, yes, yes. Like, just kind of spastic going for it. So if James isn't on, I think that could be an interesting match. Yeah, and James, James, James is not – He's not a grindy out kind of guy, and, you know, that's just yeah. isn't, it just isn't. So I can kind of like, I love it. Sometimes you can almost like physically see James, like I should probably dink this on court. Like you can like physically yeah. see him want to dink it. And then he just whips through. He just whips yeah. through with some, with some speed up. So it's uh, pretty good stuff, but you're exactly right. And I've, I, I've done the same thing. You, you don't know the guys, the first handful of points, you just fire away and just kind of see what's happening. And if they're all pretzeled up and not handling it, you just keep doing it. But you fire away a couple of times on sock. He puts one, puts one into your chest. You're, you're going to go to the slow game pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's going to be interesting too. Cause I definitely think like, you know, while we were playing for money, I, I would definitely say not everyone was giving the, their full force effort in Vegas mm-hmm. that weekend. And a, there were some people staying out late at night and like so (laughs) it would be very interesting to see like when everyone's locked in in a very competitive standpoint of kind of what it looks like right right yeah and just oh i got i got to give a shout out to joey farius uh just because you talked about the you know going out in (laughs) vegas the bubbly i just remember talking talking to joey he busted out of the tournament and i was like hey joey what what are you up to tonight and he's like i don't know man i'm just gonna let vegas take me and I was like, That's where that what line. a quote, what that. a quote. I'm just yeah. going to let Vegas take me. I was like, my man, Joey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's okay. one of the best. Let me tell you. Oh, he is. I got, I got too many stories uh, about him. So I'm just going to tell that one and, and not tell <laughs> anymore. <laughs> he really is absolute legend of the game. Joey Farias. Uh, so Rob, did you unfortunately say something about a hard stop today for you? Yeah, I said 12 o'clock. Eastern for me, hard stop, but uh-huh. I can make that twelve oh five. So we have to, Ooh, baby, baby. Yeah. Well, wait, you got. Let's I just want to hear. I just want to hear Leia talk about stuff. Like yeah, I just want to let normal Leia go. Shit so far, this has been normal can stuff I, so far. Like, I just kind of want to address a lot of people. It's yeah. still like I don't know. Eleven days later, and I still have a lot of people upset that I didn't apologize to Salome, which is hilarious because I just kind of want to be like, hey guys, did you not say like? I'm going to be the villain this year and you know my name a lot more now than last year. And you guys still are like 11 days later than paying attention to me. Like stop falling into my trap. Uh, (laughs) I told you. It would be mainly like this incident. There was a gray area. Like that's kind of how I came out and said it. I wrote it out because I didn't want to go off script because we know I can go off script sometimes. The PPA did not make me write it. I wrote it because I'm very happy the PPA responded to my very much public outcry. You know, I, it was it was disappointing that it had to get to that point, but we've been talking about paddle testing forever. And, um, but I apologize for what I thought was wrong, which was how I lost my cool. And, you know, I feel like she knows she was pushing the limits. You cannot, no person can just come out and say, this was 100% legal because there's a huge gray area and like in 50 years, when we look back on this, that match and that incident will be the reason why, like there's got to start being some, some stuff put in where we can just be like, Hey, this, that, and the other thing. And, um, you know, it would have been interesting to see if it was put under ultrasound instead of just this spec 0.5 taken out of MLP. Like even Brooks has talked about, we're gathering data, even for grit, like, what is 40% grit? Like, how do we know that's good for our game? You know what I mean? So it's like this incident is changing towards that. But had I even apologized to her, everyone would have been like, well, she's not even sorry. So it's like, I'm not going to set myself up for that. And I'm just going to do what I want. What is, so you mentioned the gray area. What is the gray area? Oh, oh just lost her. Man, that was just like a mic. Maybe she's not coming back after that. She's just like yeah. had said what she had to say and then 
Bye. I would that I would actually I'd kind of respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If she just yeah. just went on a spiel and then just rolled out and that was that. Um Adam, I told you before we got on on the air that I before kind of every podcast, I go to Google search and look up pickleball and then click yeah. on the news news yeah. category to see what articles are coming up. Yeah. And I still have this tab at the top of my screen that says that's one of the articles that came up near the top and it said someone this is the headline of the article someone keeps masturbating near the walter reed pickleball courts anyways i'm not going to go into that article but but that's that's the stuff that's popping off ask, did you uh, kick ask, me out of that one or no ask leia ask leia about what she thinks about that top article uh that when you search google pickleball go ahead rob yeah no i didn't kick you out leia i think uh i, <laughs> I just looked to get something on my new phone I what think article? StreamYard, StreamYard really appreciated it. I thought we thought like if that's a legit mic drop and you're out, respect, you know, respect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she's gone, man. She's gone. I got you. Got to respect it. <laughs> no, it's just I was telling Adam like kind of before every pod just to kind of get a current event like brief of what's going on in pickleball. Uh, I, I do a Google search of pickleball, then I click on the news category to see what news articles are being written, and the second from the top um, published 21 hours ago at arlnow.com the headline reads someone keeps masturbating near the walter reed pickleball course what would you what would you do if you were practicing leia and you just look over and someone's masturbating i would have to end my practice we're gonna have to we're gonna have to edit all this out so i have a question do we have to edit this i have a question for you guys uh rob i still know like you're coming back from injury and playing but adam i would say you're pretty much retired Oh yeah. As when you guys look at pickleball now and all that's what's going on, do you think it's good or bad for the game? Cause this is kind of a debate I'm hearing and like, I'm so in the fishbowl. I want to hear people's outside perspectives. What's in what sense? Do you think like this has helped growing it and like, this is good creating all this chaos and stuff is good. Or is it like, well, this is just kind of a circus show. This is going to go nowhere. Like, what do you think? In terms of the paddle stuff and all the controversy. Yeah. Like, just like that. there's like with the PPA and the, the regulations, yeah. how we're trying to make a handbook, how you kind of yeah. have players, including myself, you got players like Tyson hopping out on their podcast, you know, stirring the pot. Do you think it's good? good? Do you think it's good? Or do you think it's not so good? I don't know well, if it's I, good. Go, go ahead, Rob. Ahead. You go first. Yeah, no, I, 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 go I was just, <laughs> I was, I was just going to say, I, and it is, it does depend on what you consider good. Because right. I know a lot of people are like, oh, we used to play tournaments and we'd all go out to eat together and it was one big happy family. That's, that's never going to happen again. No. But growth of sport uh eyeballs on sport money into sport better opportunities in between the lines and outside the lines i i think it absolutely is good how many like i i just think of like someone clicking on a whatever a clickbait thing about drama but think of all the pickleball stuff around that drama on a podcast that you hear also so it's like you might be going in for drama or ooh, that's kind of spicy but you get pickleball content and get more involved in the game in some capacity even if at first all you cared about was the drama that was going on so i think good eyeballs bad eyeballs eyeballs are eyeballs and and it's a good thing to to just get people talking and buzzing about the sport so if, if you're a Money in the sport, grow it as big as it can get. I think it's good. Yeah, fair. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's, I think it's just growing pains is how I look at it. Yeah. And uh, like this stuff's natural in terms of growing a professional sport and, and yeah, and finding regulations and finding standards that players abide by. Especially the wild thing to me, I, I, I do think we might be rushing it a little bit in terms of, in terms of, like, I think Connor Pardo said betting's coming within a month, right? Or something like that. I also yeah, heard that two, heard that two that. years ago too, right? Yeah. So who knows? But I do know that to, to have kind of like, you know, the issue right now is level playing field, not only in betting. Um, which you, you do need to know that, you know, players are regulated that, you know, certain players don't have advantages, whether it's, whether it's performance enhancing drugs or whether it's a paddle that's juiced, whether it's whatever it may be. 
Um, for betting, there needs to be a level playing field, but also for the players, there needs to be a level playing field. And right now there's not, and that's just because of lack of regulation. So I think regulations are good. They need to come in. And I think that's, what's going to allow betting. And that's, what's going to allow, I, I, I do think betting is the major catalyst in making pro pickleball, um, really a more of a mainstream sport with real money coming in um love it or hate it i think that's the catalyst so i think we need to do whatever it takes to get that it's inevitable i i think like if you want it to become something every pro sport has has betting and especially with pickleball if you want people at first to get eyeballs on it it's it's going to be betting so It's uh yeah, it's just interesting because I've I've uh, a lot of people have been like this is like the WWE like you guys are all acting like maniacs and stuff yeah. and I I don't think people know like so if I'm out there playing somebody and I think I'm at a disadvantage which I've been feeling like multiple times in singles I've yeah. been at a disadvantage for the past two years I can firmly say that I believe I am one of the top singles players who's not looking for for stuff. And um, I do, however, look for an up to par gritty paddle that I always get tested, though. Like I I, I push the limits on my grit. I go right up to that 40. Um, But if you don't like but we have a regulation in for that. So as someone who's like out there playing for literally their livelihood for their retirement, for my if I want a future family's retirement, like. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I just kind of feel like, of course, emotions are going to come out and we're going to fight for stuff and these things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think Anna Lee Waters is making comfortably over seven figures this year. So at what point are you not just going to be like, I mean, I, I would imagine like the top male pros are making the same. I've heard crazy numbers of what Riley is making. Um, and there's been some talk of his paddle as well. So at what point do you just not throw your hands up and be like, I'm sick of this. No one understands. Like I've been on this issue since end of last year. Like I've played with delaminated paddles in practice and I'm a freaking all-star singles player with them. And I've been making a big deal to Connor Pardo since January about this and nothing's happening. So yeah, I'm going to lose my top sometimes when I feel like nothing is ever going to happen from it. Yeah. And let's, Let's be clear. I know people that would cheat at tiddlywinks. We're, we're, we're talking about seven <laughs> figures. Exactly. We're, we're, we're talking about seven figures and we're talking about real money, real, yeah. you know, pickleball famous and, and whatever else. That's that's real shit, just, man. That's that's serious. Just think of the OGs, too, who are like really in this and would be damned if now that it's become a big thing for them to lose their mark. Like there's no way they're letting this go. You know, that's. Yeah. That's impossible. That's like a, a earth shattering event for some of them. So that's motivation in itself. It's finally coming to mainstream. I don't want to be the person who was good back then, but I'm not good now. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Go get some PEDs and a delaminated paddle and you're back, Adam. Hey, well, I signed with Selkirk, so I got a better paddle. Let me. No way. You land. signed with Selkirk too? Yeah, everybody. I'm jumping hey, on the bandwagon. Let's he's go. He's an elite content creator. Of course he signed with Selkirk. I'm a high-end pickleball personality. You damn right they signed me. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Hey, actually, with you, you, that Selkirk can, can really help your countering ability. That's what you we talked on, about earlier. On it, but that paddle tech was doing you no justice. <laughs> yeah, I told I him now you're that. still gonna you're still gonna get lit up. You're just gonna get up. You're gonna get lit up less. Yeah, no, less, less, Adam less. was <laughs> always on the first one. It was when the second one came back. Uh, yeah, he, his big swing, swing never swing left him because he was trying to put so much on it. <laughs> it's true. It's 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 true. This the second the subsequent hits were were very much less good for me than that first one. So I, I hear that. Guys, but I hate I, to do this, but I the, know, the, the, I the know. Mayo Clinic's calling me, so I have to go. Yeah. So oh, sad. I hope you're good, Rob. Hey, well, we um, hey, we might have to combine yeah, these. We you. might have to get her back for a little twenty or thirty minute in the next few yes, days. Yes, give Just, me back. I have yeah. my new phone, and I'll be ready for you guys. I'll no overheating. Yeah, we it. didn't get too juicy. We didn't get too juicy, so we get we got to get her back, Robert. Come on, I told, get me I told back. Leia she's gonna get be a regular. Get me back and guest. get me in trouble, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's always yeah. fun <laughs> when I get the YouTubers yelling at me. Oh, yeah. we'll juice okay. it up next time. Thanks, Leia. Absolutely. Thanks for joining. All right, thanks, guys. All right, bye, guys. Because you know why. Why? Because it feels right. It feels right. Legendary. Legendary.